Welcome, ladies and gents, to the Grim and Bloody Podcast. This show is a presentation of horror, thriller, and suspense, and is intended for mature audience. Join us at your own risk. Bloody podcast. Uh, happy to have you on for another night of horror. Um, my name is Anthony DeRowan, owner of Death Raid Film Fest. Joining me, as always, Kevin Nicholson, writer for Horror Newsnet and We Belong Dead magazine, Joe Flynn, host and producer of Create TV, and Al Omega, host, creature feature show. Good to have you back, Al. Uh, good to be here. Looking good. Yeah, happy to have you back. Yeah. I love that Gloria Swanson pose. You know? yes. <laughs> yes. I'm beautiful and I know it. We are back together. Uh, yeah. For tonight, we are talking about David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy, uh, the last and final film, uh, Halloween Dies, I think it's called. No, uh, Halloween Ends. Halloween, Halloween Ends. ends. Oh, it doesn't really mm-hmm. end. Yes. Misleading title. <laughs> Yes. Let's just say it's the final movie in the trilogy. Yes. <laughs> just say final film. So they keep saying about Star Wars and they go to the beginning again. Exactly. That's right. right? We are. Oh, I stopped trying to figure that one out uh, a long time ago. <laughs> are we into the prequel? Galaxy. Where are we in the story? <laughs> you know. So this one started out 2018. It got John Carpenter involvement. And um, I thought, as far as the music is concerned, that was his biggest influence. Um, the film feels very much like a Blumhouse. Um, it has all the, the production value um, that you would expect from uh, you know one of the top quality horror studios. I know the first film uh, when it came out, it was it was a, a, a showmaker. It was you know the talk of the town. Halloween is back. Nick Castle is back. You know you know for you know limited spots here and there. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was back. Um, it had all the familiar faces and new faces. Um, so it felt, it felt familiar and new at the same time. Um, we're all familiar with uh, Mike, uh, Michael Myers. There's only so much you can do with that guy. So it's usually about uh, his surrounding cast and um, the story that they uh, feed into him that uh, will you know, usually make or break a movie. Um, so Halloween, in my opinion, uh, was an A+. Um, there's actually a review on it, uh, I think on Death Great Film Fest, it's not there. Um, Halloween Chills came out, uh, was that 2021 guys? 2020? 2020. 2020. 2020. It had no, 2021, last year. 2021, okay. Yeah. Came yeah. to mixed reviews, um, a lot of people, because there's no beginning, there's no end, it's the middle part, people are gonna be like, oh, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, it's the middle movie. <laughs> right. There will be an end. And uh, as and that's the whole problem that I had with it is that people, you know, were apparently not listening when it was originally announced that this was going to be a trilogy. In other words, one story told over the course of three films. Uh, and people were just, when they went to critique uh, Halloween Kills, they were, their big critique 
was there's no beginning and there's no ending. Well, duh. Yeah, you're really, you know, I don't know. Part of me thinks that those people maybe, you know, shouldn't be revealing or should be lightening up on uh, lighting up lightening up on the alcohol consumption beforehand um but no there's no beginning there's no end get over it well the same could be said about the lord of the rings trilogy right the two towers didn't have a beginning or an end i felt that was one of the well, okay, it was the probably the least strongest. Let me watch I don't that think back. I don't recall getting reading as many review or critiques that that use the fact there's no beginning and no end with the two towers that uh, you know that you know for people who had a problem with the film or even people who were praising the film. I didn't see that. I no. have just heard this endless uh, array of criticism about Halloween kills that not having a middle or not having a beginning or an end. True. Well, you know, to some people, the movie could have a beginning and it also can have an end. But there, as you guys are talking about, there are people who were like, what? Let me ask you, there's some things I did like about Halloween kills and I'll ask each of you guys what you think about this. What I did like was uh, some of its take on um, the real life events that were going on with January 6th. Uh, you know, the whole, you know, the mob mentality and uh, the, you know, the protests. And then you have, um, you have the sequences in, in, uh, in Halloween Kills where the, where the phrase, we, you know, evil dies tonight is chanted. Uh, like it's a cult, uh, you know, type of thing. And you have the Tommy Doyle character, uh, you know, the um, Anthony Michael Hall's mm. character, uh, really being the cheerleader for that. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I, I thought it was a rather interesting, uh, you know, something that's kind of inventive and uh, an interesting take on uh, on what's going on in society as a whole. But uh, what did you guys think of that? And what did you guys think of how they brought in in a little bit um, Dr. Loomis? Donald Pleasance's character with getting an amazing lookalike, uh, at least from semi-like distance shots. He, you can yeah. reasonably think he is Dr. Loomis. What did you guys think of those two things? Well, I, I basically, you know, it, it was odd seeing Tommy Doyle back in this because you know you'd figure hey i'm out of this town after growing up you know but situations happen and you move home or you stay in your town and his character you know has yeah he definitely is one of those cheerleaders who want to end michael myers or you know or somebody's gonna end up bad you know and then the Loomis scene was really intelligently done, you know, because I kind of love, I love Donald Pleasant as Dr. Sam Loomis, you know, from the original trilogy and up until his death in real life. But his character, you know, it was always good to know that, hey, there's going to be a Sam Loomis mm -hmm. character, you know, in these movies where, 
you know, hey, we gotta have him as our, you know, anti-hero to sure. help, you know, stop Michael from going crazy and killing more people. Right. But yeah, I really, you know, enjoyed that, you know. So I'll let anyone else go for it. Well, I'll agree with you there that, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of old school as, as I get older. I want to see the original characters, if at all, brought back in. I was, so side note, I was just talking about Ultraman Zerth, which is sort of a parody on the Ultraman series. And they had a bunch of the uh, original Science Patrol officers and little background shots doing things. And I just love it when they allow that. It gives you something to look for once you notice the first one to keep paying attention. And I, I think it shows a certain amount of respect to the people that went on it and built this franchise for you. I mean, Christopher Lee always said turning down the role of Dr. Loomis was one of his biggest mistakes. So this was an important movie, a franchise. And I think it's really nice that they brought uh, Mr. Pleasant's back in the way that they did. Today, it's so easy to do a little CG at that sort of range and make it work. Um, they didn't. They used a real person, which is maybe a little bit harder. But that was the thing. Not a lot of CG in this movie, uh, or in the franchise, I should say. And uh, we prefer it that way in our horror movies whenever possible, I think. So I liked that aspect of it very much. I agree. The less CGI, the better. Um, I. I don't want to say that horror enthusiasts or horror fans are are more keen to the um, the look of CGI. Like we prefer as real as possible because it keeps us engaged and immersed, right? In the the scariness uh, in the atmosphere. Um, and there's certain aspects where I think uh, CGI does have its benefits um, when it's done absolutely right. Like, for example, uh, we had Alex Porius on and he was putting on a short where the background was so incredibly done that you couldn't tell. Um, and that had computer graphics. It was, everything was built on a green screen. Um, but it was a mix of CGI and practical effects. And that was one of the, the, the masters of CGI. Um, but if you're not on that level, you better do it real because we're going to tell. <laughs> we're we're going to tell quite easily and it, it's an immersion breaker for me. Um, as far as the movie is concerned, yes, I, I do love the practical effects. A lot of it was done uh, through the camera. Uh, we can respect that, uh, even with stuntmen, and you know, do it safely, but make it real. Um, put some effort behind it because we're going to put effort into not only watching your your movie, um, and then we've talked about this previously. Uh, we're going to put effort into going to see you at conventions. We're going to put effort into talking about your films with other people. You know, we're going to talk. We're going to put effort into your merchandise. Um, you know, horror fans. I'm sure we're, we spend a lot of money um, outside of the movie. Um, we'll come back to see your sequels, your reboots. You know, if it's done right. So putting a little bit more effort, um, I think, in the long run, it pays off. How many films were came out that were absolute crap? We just keep talking about the thing, but how many films came out and people thought it was absolute crap and then re-respected it over the long run, right? As it aged, we respect because we've seen all the effort that was put in behind the scenes to put up that vision, right? Um, it just movies, you know, gain a cult following. 
you know, we, we just spoke to Frank Farrell uh, last week. About Spookies. On Spookies. And, and Street Trash. It's huh? in, in Street Trash. Thank you, Kevin. And that movie was done with practical effects. He had a lot of trouble on the back end, you know, understandably. Um, but on camera, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on that me personally as a fan, I love watching that stuff, right? I loved all the creatures. Um, I couldn't get enough of it and I want to see a sequel. So I guess to summarize, the more that you put in front of the camera, I, I think the better. But what do you guys think though about the January 6th insurrection and the moments in Halloween? Should, um, should horror films be making political statements? Oh, they have. Yeah, going well, I mean, back to uh, George Romero. Yeah. Well, what I mean is, do you do you go for that? Is that uh, did it work for you in Halloween Kills? You know, I didn't even put those two together watching Halloween Kills. Um, it just felt like you know the mob mentality which we've seen before. If anything, it felt like Frankenstein. You know, we, we gotta get this guy right. We, we gotta kill him right. The the pitchforks are out. That's what it felt like to me. Um, and they, he literally got stuck with a pitchfork. <laughs> right. That's so, right. You got to subscribe to Torch Monthly. That little torch out there. The um, but now that you mentioned it, Kevin, I guess there are some parallels. Uh, movies like this will always kind of uh, um, mimic real life. Uh, I don't know when that script was written. If it was written before or after January 6th, it felt like it was written maybe before. And it just so happened to have, you know, now a parallel because it just happened afterward. Um, I'd have to look at the timeline. It, it may have happened before January 6th, yeah. but it may have just been uh, a statement of sorts against the previous presidency True. and everything that was uh, that was going on with that. I just say, I'm not sure that I want our horror films to be making political commentary. Uh, I just say that I think this one, this particular instance was effectively done. It, uh, it kind of makes a point about the mob mentality, about our, uh, you know, our, our rush to, uh, rush to vengeance, rush to, ju you know, uh, to judgment, that kind of thing. Hey, I like that. Thank I you. I like oh. that, you know, raise that, that fist. Means. No, it, it's like, you know, and there oh. are some horror fans and I'm not one, but there will be a lot of horror fans who are just like with Kevin, saying, yeah, I shouldn't really bring political stuff into a horror film because that will turn the horror fans off from your film. And they won't touch it. They won't watch it unless, you know, they see it uh, for free or on demand. And then they can decide, Joe, you know. I just, I just don't know if we go there to, if we go to watch a horror film to necessarily think. Political. It's like with a lot of, uh, you know, films, you know, we go there to watch, you know, to be entertained, to, uh, uh, you know, or, you know, or at least if it's, if it's going to be a message film, make it a, uh, a drama, uh, you know, you know, come Oscar season time. Uh, I just don't a, know. Okay. Yeah. There's a time and a place for it. Anyway, go ahead, Al. I was going to say there's a, a series called the dead like me, as I recall. Hmm. Uh, about uh, a girl who dies and she becomes a reaper. She has to collect the souls of the living. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, they're talking about, to, to her boss, as it were, about the problems involved with this. And he says, 
it's like watching a Buster Keaton movie. You see the guy fall down and you laugh, but if you get too close, you can see the tear in his eye. It's not, it's not funny anymore. Right. Politics are like that in a horror movie. Hmm. If you can spoof it a little bit, keep it light as it were, keep the range on it, keep, stay back uh, on, the, on any of the politics, don't get real specific, then it can be interesting. But when you start really turning it into a political statement, you're on very thin ice. That requires a really deft touch, though. Who in Hollywood, how many would have that kind of light touch to do that? Not well, that's many. just it. You Not know, many. you look at something like, well, I should say that. Uh, there are a lot of science fiction and horror movies where the question is raised, but not answered, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot easier to say, you know, is this right? Will this, will this lead to that kind of out? Uh, end production is that what we want in our world and our life and so forth uh, but to include parts of uh, current events into it you always run a danger uh, I mean hats off to the people that are willing to throw those dice and if you're right well hey great you just did something and you're going to get a reward for it you're wrong you just shut yourself down so uh, as, as we said we put a lot of effort into this. We not only you know, with the with the going and the buying and, and so forth, but the willing to put aside our disbelief and enjoy this particular production and, and believe that the monster is there and mm. and that these things can happen. So we, you're right. We put a lot of emotional effort into it just going there. Mm. So. And also, you know, for people who love scary movies, sometimes we just want to be scared. Yeah. We want oh, yeah. a good story, you know, that spooks and a naked the girl. daylights out of us. <laughs> yes. Instead of like, oh, hey, what's this? A good story, gore, some TNA. You yeah, know, that's about that it, Johnny. Of, uh, yeah. But now I, I will say that I, I did have, and I understand this is also because of this is a middle film in a trilogy. Right. I, uh, I was disappointed with the fact that main characters like Jamie Lee Curtis and her daughter this or Jamie Lee Curtis especially disappear for much of the film that was and, my one yeah. of my top two I, I really have two criticisms yeah of Halloween kills yeah and one of them was the way they limited Jamie Lee Curtis basically just to the hospital that's where she was the whole movie really right like that uh in the trailer they showed her walking purposely through the hallways like you like she's about to confront my She's probably just going to the restroom. I forget. She was going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, At her age, go. when you need to go, you got to go. You got to go. Ultimately, I understand that because this is a trilogy, because this is uh, you know, the middle film. I just thought you could have had a few more scenes with her. She had uh, a lot more, I thought. Uh, that was a waste yeah. of a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. You um, could do that in a, even in the middle part of uh, Will even Pat. In, I'll yeah. also yeah. say that was a waste of a Will Patton movie. And well, here we go. Here we go. Hoping this that you will thing. see, you will see more of Will Patton in the Halloween ends. In and the third one, I, I like the fact we saw a little bit of Jamie Lee and uh, Will Patton's character kind of bonding, kind of forming a relationship. I'd like to see that maybe developed a little bit more uh, in the uh, in the third film. You know, understanding it's a horror film. Now I want to talk about something that yeah, you guys probably wouldn't agree with because it's a it's a Halloween movie. What? Um, but Michael Myers and you know spoilers. You guys have had a couple years now. 
sure. at least a year to watch this movie. Um, Michael Myers takes an incredible amount of damage in this movie, Cr- like critical, fatal yeah. damage. Like, yeah. I know he, him six times. I I yeah. know he he's invincible. We get that, right? We're not looking for Michael Myers to go down, you know, in a slugfest. Um, we know that there will be future movies after this. Uh, we get that, um, but we still, yeah, the way he got shot up, beat down, stabbed. To the point where any any human, even any bionic human, um, is out, right? He is out. Sure. Even if he didn't get stabbed again, he would have bled out. Right. Um, oh yeah. He would have bled out easily. For him to just jump up and, and then slaughter everybody else at that point, for me, and it sounds funny because it's a Halloween movie, but it jumped the shark. It became ludicrous. It became silly, it, especially with the evil dies tonight. Um, you get you going, like maybe something's gonna happen. I know there's another movie, but it kind of gets you motivated. Like finally, the people hadn't feel gonna, you know, take their city back. Um, and they had him on the ropes. <clears throat> maybe they could have devised a better plan for him to escape. I would have been happy with that. Like you know, maybe someone barges in, like a car comes in, knocks a few people. And then they look and he's limping off. They can't find him. I would have believed right. that. Or get it stuck to the grill, you know? Or, <laughs> right? Or, yeah. you know, just throw some do sex machine in there. Like he, he escaped. How do you get away from us? I don't know. Right? right. And then he, he's in his house licking his wounds, right? Okay, I get that. Maybe he's bandaged up. But for him to stand up, be like, you know, like Superman, ah, right? And then he's just, Rocky Balboa. For that. After movie, how many films? And 42, Honestly, they never 43 years. They never portrayed him that way, though. They never portrayed him that, that silly, though. Uh, but my point is, is that after 43 years, you still expect uh, logic? I know, I know. Yeah. Suspension of belief. Yes. Is what it comes down to. Just have him uh, riding on a unicorn effect in the last fight. Uh, well, that's right. He's, in Halloween he's gonna two, be out in space. Yeah. Have him burst with wings and fucking. Well, I'll mention you know, he shot six times in, in Halloween one. In Halloween two, he is set fire on, completely engulfed in flames in the hospital, and and then in 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 he's eviscerated four. and you know stabbed, four. chopped in Halloween's four, five, and six. And uh, and on and Rob, you gotta okay, just. It. It, it's <laughs> no, yeah, I, I understand. Ahead. Yeah, I, I have understand. sympathy for this. So, have you tried shooting someone with a snub nose thirty eight? <laughs> it is hard to hit a man sized target at that range. Let me tell you, not all of those bullets connected. I know that for a fact. Burning him, trust me. If you've ever tried to cremate a pet in your oven at home, it takes a lot more than you think to cremate. You know your gerbils. So trust Anthony, me, a big Anthony, guy like that would take a whole lot more. Anthony, so, note, note to self, check James Curry's criminal record. Right. He is you know, very detailed. <laughs> so these things don't surprise me. It, it's hard to actually kill people these ways, you know. I, I, so, I just say, I yeah, when you were doing Foley work, you needed the sound of a gerbil dying. <laughs> gerbil death. <laughs> and oh. In my video, I have a sloth attack. 
All right. Uh, so, guys, so expectations for might, Halloween ends. What do you say, I was wondering if he was going to come up with, he, he has a sound effect for an aardvark dying. Uh, you know, killed. Do we think we're going to see Michael Myers dead? And B, how long will he be dead for? Dead, but with some kind of ambiguity. Yes. Don't give I don't me know, that ambiguity at, shit. No. Look at, because no, no, no. Look at Jason money. Tan. It's all yes. about money. Yes, money. Yeah. A, look at Jason Tan. They had him in suspended animation for like a millennia and then yes. brought him back. Was yes. it spaceship and shit? Yeah. Yes. Now I have to say, that movie had two things that I love. One, you have Lexa, a scene where Lexa Doig. Lexa Doig. Yes. But <laughs> actually, it was the other lady who's nipples fall off. I love that. Lisa Ryder. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. And then uh, as for death, uh, that the first death they have in that, where he grabs the girl by the ponytail and shoves her head into the liquid on nitrogen or whatever it was, and then pulls out and smashes it on the counter, uh, yes. which was graphic. I can think about how, uh, because of the density of the brain and so forth, because it's mostly fat, uh, she mostly would have been still quite alive and feeling all of that while that happened. Ouch. Uh, and not, that was not an immediately fatal blow, as we see from the Battle of Visby. There's some history for you. So, but they could do something like that where they have, you know, they could be in suspended animation, rebuilt, uh, mad scientists, geneticists, clones. They can make a bunch of them coming out for the next one. That could be the next 10 of them, you know, clone one, clone two, clone three. You know, that yeah, could yes. be the next. I, I just oh, think- and then there's a musical. Yeah, we could, uh, you know. The musical followed by the yeah. comedy spoof. That's the right. Wayans brothers are are, oh, gosh, are David good, Zucker. Actually. Are David Zucker are waiting for the comedy spoof of the Halloween films? That's well, right. Scary Movie Sixteen. I don't know if the Zucker brothers would let me watch one of their movies anymore. Yeah, but I upset them the last time. David Zucker still does um, yeah. still does films. But um, no, Anthony, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, there's there's going to, it's going to be um, an epic kind of ending, but with some kind of uh, of ambiguity to it, some kind of open ending where they, they'll leave a very small room uh, for uh, for Michael to, uh, to resurrect, because it's all about money. What about honoring, how about this? What about honoring John Carpenter's legacy? That guy's getting up in age. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably doesn't want to do any more Halloween movies after this. No. Um, how about honoring his legacy and saying, you know what? Let's provide a definitive end to this trilogy. Let's provide closure to the, his Michael Myers. That's not to say four years from now, you can't just come up with a new Halloween movie. Right, it's Halloween. Well, there there right? could be a definitive ending there. Michael Myers breaks into uh, the guy's house and kills him. Kills his own creator there. Disappears with a puff of logic. That's the yeah. definitive ending. Yeah. Until somebody else imag- reimagines him. Right. What you could do is you could have him finally killed off. We you should know. have him break the fourth wall, like Blazing Saddles. Right? Deadpool. Oh. We could have him killed off. You know, there's fiery explosion, whatever. I'm expecting too much. And no, not necessarily. <laughs> and then, I think the bigger was, question too is, is that, or the other question is, do you think that there's going to be a extended period of time before any next Halloween film after this one? Do you I think would, that they'll actually give it a rest for yes. a while and then no. come back to it, say in five six years? 
Nope. They're gonna note this thing as under. long as it, it as long as it's it's turning a big profit. They're gonna milk it for all it's worth. Well, no, because I say uh, the only the only thing I I might disagree with you guys is I say that you had a seven eight year difference between time difference between Rob Zombie's um, Halloween two and this uh, current trilogy. So I just wanted because even even the um, the most money hungry uh, movie producer has to look at oversaturation of the box office. True. Yeah. Does it become, uh, you know, is it become profitable to make one Halloween film a year for the next ten straight, you know, years, uh, or something like that? I know that's kind of an extreme example, but uh, will there be, you think, maybe uh, a four to five year break where they come back with another Halloween? I think it, it, the, four or five year break. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think maybe two to three. Um, while they consider their next steps as far as how they're going to reintroduce them. But the thing you also have to realize is, and it's because I have kids, Halloween is almost as big, if not bigger, than Christmas. It, right. They, they're, well, they're right true. there. They're that right there. And Michael Myers, along with um, uh, all the, the usual characters, Trick or Treat, Michael Duttery's Trick or Treat is massive. Um, Spirit Halloween, I mentioned this before, but Spirit Halloween has completely taken over Halloween, right? When when you think local, we're going to get a costume, you go to one place, one place only, maybe Party City. But Halloween, as far as celebratory, as far as people getting into it, even if you don't go out trick-or-treating, even if you don't watch scary movies, you're probably decorating your house. You're probably doing something to put candy out because there's (laughs) going to be revelers outside. Um, knowing that, I think the audience, the platform for for this movie, just because of its namesake, right? Just because it's named Halloween um, and featuring one of the biggest characters of all time, I don't think they're going to shove this guy for very long. It will be as long as it takes to find uh, a new script that probably restarts a new trilogy. New director. Maybe it changes studios. Maybe Blumhouse says, we had our turn with it, right? Someone else can have a turn. Maybe it goes to uh, A24 Studios. Maybe, Maybe we see an artsy version of Halloween. That would be pretty awesome. I would like I don't to see, see it leaving Bloom, a Bloom House, though. I don't. You know? No. If they sell it, like, think of it. They can buy low and sell high. I don't know how much they spent on the license, but it's probably worth a lot more now. No, but this is, premier, this is premier Bloom House property. It's exactly the type of See, the thing uh, is, film they also they do a killing. Yeah. With their 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 in staff director like James Wan, yeah, right. right. They are, they still have the whole Conjuring, so yeah. like Halloween was just like a bonus for them. Like they didn't really need it. They were already one of the big no. studios. Like just bringing on Halloween right. is like we're just gonna have fun with this. Like we're already raking it in with movies like you know, *Malignant*, um, *La Llorona*. Those movies like they're they're true. They can churn those out. Like I, I, I still, I think it's too big of a cash cow for them to uh, uh, so? to let go. They'd have to look at like projecting future box office numbers after the trilogy ends to see if it's viable for them to uh, uh, keep it or move on, uh, you know, with it. But I could see them holding on yeah. to uh, holding on to uh, this. I remember reading somewhere, and I'm trying to rack my brain to uh, what it was, but something they did a. Uh, poll or something of 
like top five familiar movie characters that are like remain ever popular with uh, with fans and like two of the top five was James Bond and Michael Myers and I agree with uh, you know with you that that um, Michael Myers will will probably never die in some form or another he'll go into you know into something uh, else whether it's Blue Mouse doing it that's TBD um, you know there's I know there's even been talk amongst Rob Zombie fans to do a third film uh, based on his uh, on his you know very version of uh, version of uh, Michael Myers with the seven foot tall Tyler un- Maine unkillable superhuman <laughs> Tyler Maine I um, like Tyler Maine following um, he, he fit the bill and I, I like I, the I, first one I yeah, like the, the first second one, one was second one was just a little out there the first uh, one no. I love the backstory for Michael Myers it, it kind of humanized him a little bit well, turn the second one when you turn you turn Doctor Loomis into a, a ego driven um, media whore, uh, you know. Basically, I thought that was just really. So I don't think that was something that Donald Pleasance would have ever, you know, would have ever gone to. But that's my iteration of uh, of Doctor Loomis. Uh, but the uh, the first one I thought was pretty inventive enough. I just didn't like the fact that you're making Michael. Almost this little kid in the uh, in the opening sequences all of a sudden grows up to be a seven foot two, uh, you know, Superman. I, I didn't buy that, and to me, he just he looks far too ridiculously imposing. I mean, well, that's what we find out something in the prison food. Yeah, <laughs> something. Never know. Bird Eye Gordon in the prison suit. <laughs> you know, talking about whether or not they'll make a remake or, or continue oh, this. Hold on. I've oh. got something from. Uh oh. You want to pause this for just a second? Uh- All right. So, in closing, guys, Halloween trilogy, uh, we talked about our expectations, uh, what we've seen in the first two. Um, where do you guys think this is going to land as far as the Pantheon of horror films? Where do you think? This, should we measure the final film against other singular films? Um, or should we just say, you know what? We're going to have to look at this whole trilogy because there's never been, as far as I'm concerned, a trilogy of Halloween movies. They've just kind of just made Halloween after Halloween after Halloween after Halloween after Halloween. And they just made random stories as they went so if we judge halloween trilogy <coughs> against something else we're going to be comparing apples oranges true uh i look at it this way uh we have you know like as you say all those different halloween films if you exclude halloween three you know you have halloween all the way up to like 12. Uh, god bless you and then the rehash of the new remakes by Rob Zombie, the sequel, and now the third attempt of like the trilogy of Halloween film. So that's like almost like close to 20 movies almost. I, I could be off, but hey, I'm never good at math, Johnny. But 
again, I look forward to seeing how this will end. You know, and I would say probably keep it separate, you know, from all the rest of the Halloween films. Yeah, so you, you think know, you judge them point. separately. Right, got to judge them separately. That's all I wanted to say on that subject, Kevin, Johnny. How are we judging the trilogy? I, I Again, I, I'm kind of like Joe, is that I think you have to, it's hard because you're, um, this is, been identified as completely as a trilogy so to me it's almost one story it's almost one epic long uh you know story these three films so i would probably make the comparison of this trilogy one would be one and two what like one and two those feel like the most contiguous of all the series Oh, the first, uh, the, yeah, first the first Halloween. Halloween and second. Yeah, I could see comparing it to those two films um, as far as the continuing, uh, you know, storyline. Um, where the um, where would you know deviate away from it is Halloween four, five, and six. Certainly Halloween three, and then you get into the Rob Zombie films. The zombie films are almost like in a uh, a multiverse. Yeah, they're a different, uh, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I'd say that uh, the three films should be looked at as one, and compared it maybe with the first two Halloween. Al, thoughts? Well, for me, we sort of have two questions. We're going to have more come back. We're going to have more trilogy come back. Trilogy takes more money. That's not going to say it can't happen, but. It takes a lot of money to, to get enough, enough, a lot of interest to get that kind of money together. I would be very surprised if we see another trilogy. Uh, another movie? Oh, yeah. We're going to see more of these. We'll be seeing these to our old and gray, which is tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, we'll be seeing these forever and ever and ever. We haven't even moved on to making, uh, you know, some possessed item of his go to a kid or, or something like that. Uh, his spirit entering a doll or who knows what. So, oh, and then of course the female version of of him. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they, they will face. make that one. Make the female version of Michael Myers and a male version of Laurie Strode. Uh, Call him Lauren Strode or something like that. There we go. You know, See? you know, put some big old stripper titties on them on there. They're bulletproof. <laughs> Larry Strode to the rescue that's our time for tonight Uh, thank you for joining us and uh, we hope to see you next show for Kevin Nicholson Joe Flynn, Al Omega, myself wishing you a good night happy horror guys remember keep America strong watch horror films oh you nailed it nice brilliant welcome back Al (laughs) thank you